when it comes to the woman that is the high achiever, she has lived her life in a certain way. She's been very much in control. She finds ways to make that her world happen for her. And so I do find that this is the majority of women who find us are the women that are high achievers. They have been successful in life and then they find that they can't conceive. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm so excited for this episode. I've been looking forward to interview this amazing woman. Her name is Jessica, and we're here to talk about the infertility epidemic that is going on. Jessica, can you introduce yourself to everyone listening? I know that this is a topic that everyone's just going to want to dive right into. Yes, I'm happy to. And thank you so much for having me, Rachel. So my name is Jessica Preston. I uh, My background is in conventional medicine for 20 years, working in obstetrics and gynecology and watching from the conventional medicine lens to see that there has been worsening issues with fertility and then struggled with my own fertility journey in that space. And through my own struggle, I did end up achieving fertility and I achieved twins through conventional medicine standards and then started looking at why is all of this happening and found the world of functional medicine, explored that world. And now I've been working in functional medicine for about 10, 10 plus years, helping women and men achieve that fertility. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. Tell me, why do you think that we're seeing this increase in infertility? I think we might as well talk about the elephant in the room first. Yes, yes. So from, from looking at the, the way that we look at this and really trying to look at the people showing up, we're looking and seeing that a lot of what we're seeing is being called unexplained infertility. And so it's just a little bit subclinical where we can't quite get those numbers right. And there's a rise in PCOS, and a lot of these issues can be hormonal imbalances. And so that's the bottom line is our hormones are kind of out of whack, but how we got here is a lot of environmental factors at play. And when we start looking at environment, it seems like it's such a big, messy topic, which it can be, but we can pull it apart into some basics. We're not getting the nutrition that we need to be able to, to support healthy fertility. We aren't getting the right stress management because when we are when we have a lot of stress, then our hormones can actually, there are some hormones from stress that occur in our body that cause an imbalance in other hormones that help us get pregnant. And so those are two, those are two of those factors. And then there are toxins in the environment. And we're seeing a lot more impact with that, a lot more of the plastics that we're using, like our plastic water bottles and a lot of other chemical components down to extra chemicals in our makeup, in our cleaning products, uh, this need to have everything super clean 
scene where in, you know, 50 years ago, it was, you know, a little dirt won't hurt. And now we're going a different extreme. What do you think? So a woman comes and she works with you. Where does she start? I know that you talk about like these five pillars. Can you kind of speak to those pillars of what are the essentials to get started in that fertility journey? Yeah. So our five pillars that we work within, and so we're addressing those issues of environment. So we look at nutrition, stress management, sleep, exercise, and relationships. And all of them are pretty interconnected. But when we look at each aspect of those, the way that we live our lives now is different than the way we did, as I said, 50 years ago. And all of our, for example, shift work, we have a different circadian rhythm from our, our shift work. And that what that is, is our sleep and our wake cycle. And that can impact our hormones for both men and women, which can impact egg and sperm health and hormone balance as well. So when someone comes to us, we have some very simple questions. We do listen because we have a conventional medicine background. In my, we have a, we are all fully coaching. We collaborate with physicians in our model. So we will collaborate with your physician, either a conventional medicine physician or a functional medicine physician, because we speak with both languages. We're the bridge that connects both worlds. And so we will talk to you about what is it that your conventional medicine world says in lay terms, and then we'll bring to you what we see in some simple questions that we ask, such as tell us about what you eat and tell us about your exercise routine. And then we can get a decent idea about where you need to start. Is there a certain profile for a woman who can't get pregnant? I love that you asked that question because there's (laughs) a field of psychology called uh, called social psychology that is um, uh, social health psychology, which is basically looking at connection between personality type and disease state, I'm gonna call it. So we know that cardiac state has high type A personalities. So there are a lot of different personality aspects when it comes to fertility issue, but a lot of what we're seeing is a high stress personality. So somebody that has more, maybe a little more anxiety, but In saying that, it's hard to call anxiety out because we all manage how we're feeling in different ways. And so someone might feel completely put together because they've managed their anxiety so incredibly well by managing their environment that they wouldn't be able to say to us, oh, I have anxiety and maybe that's what's causing some fertility issues. Right. So maybe you should have that conversation. So so it's uh, it's hard to say, but stress management is a very large key factor regardless of personality type. How does that high overachiever type of woman, how does that relate to having fertility issues? Yes, yes, wonderful. So when it comes to the the woman that is the high achiever, she has lived her life in a certain way. She's been very much in control. She finds ways to make that her world happen for her. And so I do find that this is the majority of women who find us are the women that are high achievers. They have been successful in life and then they find that they can't conceive. And so it's not necessarily the the high achiever status it's really the the way that we've lived our lives and we've become in that space of control right. and the way we control our environment a lot of the time is we overexercise for example so overexercising will actually make our cortisol go through the roof cortisol is our stress hormone and even though exercise to a certain extent will 
alleviate stress. When we overexercise, it makes our body think that we're running from something. So it puts us in more of a stress state. And when our cortisol is high, that can make our progesterone lower. That can cause an imbalance in our, in our fertility hormones for both women and men. So that's one example. Speak to me on some of the things that this we won't even say this type of woman because I feel like in these days, so many of us run around with nervous systems that are not regulated. Right. So speak to me kind of in this woman of this modern day, her, yeah. the difficulties that she's facing with this nervous system and what is some of the work that she needs to do internally? Yes, that's great. So when we look at a high achiever woman, I think it's easy for us to understand they wake up in the morning, we all do and say, okay, I have 500 things I need to do before breakfast, right? If I'm even going to eat breakfast today. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I have, you wake up, your brain is going, you're constantly on the move. You have to meet certain milestones. And so we are in that high achiever state. So when it comes to our nervous system, we're looking at that not being a relaxed state. So when you think about our nervous system balance, we're looking at in an old term. So we're going to talk in old, old terms of nervous system balance, and then we'll talk in new terms of nervous system balance. So there used to be you know, fight or flight, which we know is, you know, this active state and, and then rest, digest and procreate. And that would be known as our parasympathetic. So fight or flight, sympathetic rest, digest, procreate, parasympathetic. And so the way that it's supposed to be is we're supposed to be in that rest and digest mode with moments and episodes of sympathetic activation. And the way this would have been evolutionarily is the thought of if we were to run from a saber-toothed tiger, then we would be in that sympathetic fight or flight state. But then when we were safe, we'd be in that rest and digest state. And the way that the the uh, the today's woman, the overachiever woman is in, she is always triggered into that fight or flight state. Right. So when we're in that state all of the time, that is what is causing this imbalance and this issue. So what we need to do is find ways to balance ourselves out of that. So the real challenge when it comes to overachiever women is we say, okay, I can do that. Right. But we're still in our fight or flight because there's a, I can do that. Give me the right. process. Give me, the me I got it. You know, <laughs> give me exactly my, my homework. Give me my list and I can do it. And the, the real issue is that we really need to slow down, which is the most challenging part for us to do, because we feel like we're not doing right by ourselves when we're slowing down. We feel like we are missing the boat. We feel like we aren't going to stay on target for our achievements. And so when that happens, it's really about self-love, self-kindness, knowing you have to come first. And oh my goodness, that is a hard place for us to find. So- I think this is what you're asking me. How do we do that? And I have to tell you, it's I'm I, I mentioned to you earlier when we were talking, I'm writing a chapter in a book right now about how do we exactly do that? Because in my own fertility journey, I had to find this way to surrender in my own space mm -hmm. of health and well-being. How do I find that space of self-love? And so what we need to do is really slow down and take a look at us, ourselves as if we are nurturing ourselves think of our best friend or how you would nurture a child i know a lot of women listening don't have children yet and hopefully someday soon will but ultimately if we were to think about a young child that is sad and crying in a corner 
Are you going to be hard on them? Are you going to say, buck up, let's go? You're not. You're going to say, what's going on? Come sit on my lap. How can I help you? And what we need to do is look at ourselves and say, babe, I've got you. You're fine. Let me hold you for a while. I see that you have needs here. How can we find a way to get them met? And when we look at ourselves like that, I will tell you the first time I looked at myself like that, it choked me up. It made me cry because how can we be so kind to ourselves? We're not. We're not because we're bucking up, right? We need to just get the job done. What we need to do is we need to find that way. And if we can't find it ourselves, we need to find some help, find a coach, find a friend, somebody who is well-versed in this type of language to say, this is how you can nurture yourself as if you're your own child. And then start learning that practice. And when we start learning that practice and we can give ourselves a little more kindness, then say to yourself, what is it that I do need? What do I need to slow down? Maybe it's taking 20 minutes to myself in the morning, if that means getting up earlier, if that is a meditative practice or a journaling. Maybe it's it's not waking up with an alarm clock. Maybe it is sleeping in. And that is something that I think women are very hard on themselves. So sleeping in and getting the appropriate amount of sleep, what we really need for hormonal balance is about eight hours. And so that might be giving yourself a bedtime at night. Yeah. You might have to look at yourself and say, I know you want to doom scroll on your phone, or I know you want to watch that extra episode, but no, you're going to take care of yourself and try it for a while and see how it works for you. And then it'll allow you, because the sleep is very important, incredibly so, but the awake time to nurture yourself is also incredibly important. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, has also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. What happens when a woman is scared to go down this path? Because I think we're talking about real inner child work. We're talking about really addressing trauma that has happened and whether it's big T trauma or small T trauma. Yes. Yes, what happens when we're resistant to this? How does it show up in that relationship? Because I know that's one of your five pillars. Yes, it is. So one of our five pillars is relationship work. And so when we talk about relationship and when people show up, I will tell you the first half of your question. Yes. When people show up, everyone is scared. A lot of people have closed the door or haven't actually been in that space where they can truly open themselves up to it because we're opening ourselves up to pain. And regardless of big T or little T trauma, any of this in the past, any of us, no matter how healthy we are, when we start opening ourselves up to pain, it's going to be scary. And we're giving ourselves a vulnerability here. We're saying, I want to try. So a big aspect of our program is we we utilize nervous system regulation on a conscious, subconscious, and unconscious level. So we work with hypnotherapy. Oh, wow. And so what we do is we do a beautiful, uh, gentle hypnotherapy to help you really nurture yourself in the space and help alleviate some of the fear. So we remove those fears from your body and allow space in your body to bring in hopes and dreams. And in that same hypnotherapy session, we bring in your hopes and dreams. 
And so then we have you listen to that for a minimum of 21 days so that you can really open up to this space. That's beautiful. I think for so many of us, we are scared to open up because yes. it, it brings in, just like you said, that pain, you said it so beautifully. And it's like, how, when, when we aren't open, how does that show up in our relationship? I know that was my second part of the question. And that's, yes. And so when we aren't open, what we do, and I can tell you my personal story as I right now, which is I knew that it was me, my fertility journey. It was female factor only. My partner had his semen analysis was perfect and it it was all me. So I did the traditional thing that we do as professional women. And I said, it's all on me. I'm not bothering anyone else on this journey. I'm taking it on. I'm doing the right meds. Even that I, I worked in OBGYN, the doc I worked with was my doc. And basically he said, so I, I stayed stoic in that space too. There was no breaking down for me. I had to stay professional. So I said, okay, what's next? There was no, none of that. So we, we do close off. And what we do in our program is we introduce you to relationship work, including nonviolent communication, which is Marshall Rosenberg's work, Imago Dialogue. And what this is, these might be foreign concepts to people how to communicate with our partner and say, this is what I need right. and how to know that our partner is going to say, I hear you and I love you. And so we actually train our couples with scripts. We have them print out. Um, wow. different, yeah. So we, we give them dialogue. We demonstrate with us, we give them scripts and we have them do dialogue and we have them really hold that space with each other and we give and it's really uh we'll work through a, a conversation with a couple if they choose but otherwise they can do this on their own and then if they have other questions they can always come back to us with it as well we also teach intro to tantra because we in we teach intimacy and eroticism so it's important that we not only have the communication part but we have the connection part and so we have all of that in our relationship part because bringing in, bringing once we bring a baby in, yes, it's so disruptive to a relationship that it's so incredible that we are giving couples don't even realize we're giving them the tools for longevity of their relationship as well. So once we once we bring them into that space, it's beautiful seeing how our couples connect with each other. And that also helps your nervous system. Studies demonstrate that couples that remain together in very close relationship have even healthier microbiomes. They oh, have healthier, wow. yeah, gut about, there was a great article in November of 2023 that came out looking at healthy couples, I think they were in their 80s, uh, that had good relationships and that their microbiomes were actually healthier. So it's incredible that you can see that our health, actually our whole physical health is increased from pair bonding, from our relationship with our partner. Well, and it sounds like a lot of the work that you're doing is creating these safe spaces, safe yes. spaces within the woman's body, safe spaces within the relationship, safety from like toxins, like all the different things that kind of affect us and take away that, that safety within. Yes, that's exactly it. Our number one is actually safety. You'll hear in our conversations, if you look at our social media, we talk about having a safe container, how to have a safe relate, you know, relationship, how to have good communication. And even when it comes to learning our nutrition plan, because everything's scary, yeah. everything is hard. And when you learn our nutrition plan, our nutritionist is also a pharmacist 
and she's all, who also has a certification in mindfulness. So she basically helps us so we're not as scared of changing our nutrition. So we can we can feel joyful about what we're putting in our body. Do you create specific nutrition plans or would you say are there general foods that are great for fertility? We have we created a specific nutrition plan for our program that is anti-inflammatory. So it's a low inflammation plan. There are options for your dietary style. So if you are vegetarian, if you are vegan, et cetera, there are options and those are all available. But we have also emphasized nutrient dense foods for egg and sperm health and well, as well as for hormone balance. So it's, it's a, but there are things that you definitely want to remove. So all people should, if you're trying to conceive, in our plan, we highly recommend removing caffeine, alcohol, and sugar as much as possible. Processed foods, we are a whole foods plan, gluten and dairy. So those are the ones that we remove. And then we have a lot of options otherwise. What would you say for that woman that is struggling, who's maybe listening, who is emotionally feeling like she's failed herself? What would you say are some ways to come out of that feeling that a failure? I struggle so much with the word failure. I think first we all need to know we're on a path. Right. And there isn't a, a failure that has occurred here. We may just not be quite where we need to be yet. And when we find out that we aren't fertile at that moment, realize even though you found out in a moment, maybe you've been trying for three months or a year, even right. if it took a year to find out, it took you much longer than a year for you to get where your body is. So you need to give yourself some compassion and some patience and allow yourself some space within yourself to, to allow for healing, allow for growth and yeah. allow for change. And we're not, and if we feel that clock ticking so strongly, when we find out we're not, we're not able to conceive, we're not ovulating or maybe unexplained infertility, but it, it can change fast. It can change in three to six months, but give yourself the time. If you need a little breath for it, take a little time. If you're scared when you're talking to somebody about it, give yourself a little space with it. Sit in that space. Try to not have anxiety send you in a whirlwind. Pick up the phone, call us, uh, get on a, a call with one of us. We, When you call us, when you contact us, you sign up online. You always get one of our coaches, one of us that are, there are eight of us that coach everybody. All of us, we are a team. We're not one-on-one -on -one coaches. We have a team of men and women that coach every couple. Get on a call with us. Let us talk with you for a little bit. See if we can help you a little bit. Oh, I love that. Do you feel like we missed anything in this conversation? Be kind to yourself. Know there are answers. A lot of things work. And when we're in this space, we feel like nothing will, but yeah. there are so many options and there's so much still available to you, but be kind to yourself and breathe deeply and don't forget to make a move. Don't forget to move forward at some point so that not, so that we don't miss the window. So we don't miss the hire somebody. I think that's the biggest thing that I hear is like, you only feel alone and you feel those feelings of inadequacy when you don't have support. Right. When you get that support, it's a game changer, not only for your nervous system, but for your body to be able to be, to be fertile. It is, it is most definitely Rachel. Thank you. 
Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. Guys, if you are, if you know anybody that is struggling with fertility, please reach out to this amazing woman and her team. As you've seen today, she's just a plethora of knowledge and some somebody who can really understand from her perspective what's going on and what you need to do. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.